To listen to Memory Card episodes early and ad-free, consider supporting the show via Patreon at patreon.com memcard. Hey there, video game fans. I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card. All right, well, Push, we've gotten a couple episodes into Season 6 now, and uh, my question for you today is, was there ever a movie that you watched as a kid that you were, like, obsessed with, just watched it over and over, wore out that VHS or that DVD? Uh, actually, yeah, there was, um, I was really into the original Matrix trilogy. Oh, okay. Like, Matrix 1, 2, and 3. Like, I got the Ultimate Matrix DVD collection. And I watched that several times, even with the commentary and everything like that, uh, talking about like the, the different like philosophical angles that you could interpret the movie with. That's a way more mature movie than I was anticipating you saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like The Lion King or something. I, I was a mature kid, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, this was like when I was like 16, 17. So still technically a kid, but not like a little kid. Yeah. And I, I brought it, actually brought it with me when I came here to Japan in high school, unfortunately, I, I sent it back home on a um like a shipping freight, like a, a cargo ship, mm-hmm. and it get lo- it got lost at sea, <laughs> or it just got stolen or, or whatever. So I don't have it anymore, and I was so devastated. I'm just imagining like a, a like a freight ship that's full of like normal freight cargo. Or like, you know, yeah. giant bins of coal or something. And then there's just like one Matrix DVD <laughs> <laughs> like tossed in there and it like slides overboard and everyone like looks at each other like, oh, no. <laughs> so like the things that I'm missing from that that package, because I got like half of it back was the Ultimate Matrix DVD collection. And then also I was missing Kill Bill. I don't know. Maybe you don't know this, but like um, Mario and Pepsi had a co- collaboration mm-hmm. where they had like bottle caps. Oh, and I had like I had like 12, I had like maybe like half of that set collected. And so I shipped that to the States and it got lost. Your bottle caps are lost at sea. Yeah. And like they're they're kind of expensive now. Wow. So I'm, I'm a little sad about that. You'll have to go like uh, out there in like a submarine deep sea, you know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're rich. Like the seller just threw it over, <laughs> over the boat. He's like, this will make it more rare. Yeah, I'll retrieve it later. Yeah, so growing up, you know, I can't really like pinpoint one movie that I was obsessed with. I'm sure if I talked to my parents, they could uh, tell me one. But there was a movie that my little brother, uh, Jack, was obsessed with, and it was Space Jam. And he watched that movie like over and over and over. And as someone who, you know, grew up and loved Space Jam, I also I would just sit there and watch it with him like over and over. And we'd like reenact the you know scenes of like Michael Jordan stretching his arm out and the Looney Tunes playing basketball. Out of all the scenes you, you reenact, you just do the stretching? I mean, that's the that's the most exciting one. <laughs> or when the Monstars yeah. get their powers and they're like, Aah! also a good one. I recently rewatched Space Jam, and I think it still holds up. Yeah, I really think it does too. It's still a good mu- movie. Like, it's a wholesome family mu- movie. And it got kind of like bad reviews, I think, when it first came out. And not like looking back as an adult, it's like, really? Like, yeah. dang, I thought it was pretty like it's you know kind of corny and Mm -hmm. and stupid at times but i don't know it's looney tunes what are you gonna do it's a family film yeah yeah and so we're gonna kind of uh get into something similar to space jam today and that is basketball video games from the 90s that didn't have like the best track record 
but I still think they're kind of neat and, you know, silly. Are you ready to pump up the jam, Push? Yeah, let's, uh, let's shut up and slam. So we're gonna we're just gonna get right to it. Welcome back to the Memory Card Sports Zone, uh, which you may recall from uh, last season when we talked about SSX and uh, Push talked about uh, getting fit with video games, which I think uh, might pop up again here soon. Hmm? It, it's weird that we're talking a lot about fitness. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not very fit myself. Wow. I'm not over like super super overweight, but like I'm I'm not the fittest fittest guy. Like I'm not super into sports, but. We do talk a lot about fitness and sport and video games. We do. Oh, it's it's interesting. And, you yeah. know, the way that people interpret sports, real life sports into video games can be very uh, unique. And that goes perfectly with our first entry, which is Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. This was a game from 1991. It was actually the very first basketball game created for the Super Nintendo. Or I guess it was the very first uh, basketball game that came to the Super Nintendo because it actually came out for the uh, Amiga and Atari ST home computers a year before it came to the SNES. Push, do you have any idea who Bill Lambeer is? No idea. Yeah, I didn't either. And even though I grew up in the 90s and watched my fair share of like NBA basketball, um, he was this like notoriously rough player for the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons. And uh, he was part of their bad boy era when they had like Dennis Rodman and uh, he won the NBA championship in uh, 1989 and 1990. So basically he like wasn't the best player, but he was just known for fouling people really hard and stuff. And so they were like, hey, he's notorious. Yeah, he was. He literally was. So they gave him this game that is set in the year 2030. So it's really it's coming up. And uh, he has become the commissioner of the basketball league. He's fired all the referees, and he's like, hey, everybody can just play as nasty as they want to now. You can throw bombs. You can push people down. Um, <laughs> people have, like, robotic suits. Why not? Yeah, it's a basketball game where there's, like, basically no rules. On the cover, there's, like, a giant saw blade, like, cutting the floor in half. So it's, uh, it's an interesting one. And it's honestly one of the—it's the only basketball game on this list that— it has like a top-down perspective. So you're kind of like watching the game from the top of the court, okay. tossing the ball. ball like comes up at you and goes back down, you know, very cool effects. It, basically, you're like throwing bombs at people and trying to score, and that's it. That's uh, Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. I, I've never heard of this game until I went to look into like weird basketball games. Yeah, I've never actually seen a copy of it in the wild either. Yeah, I've never heard of this game. Um, Did it like... Like, like critically, was it like, how how did it perform? Not not super well. I think the critics were just kind of like, uh, mm -hmm. it sure is an interesting concept, but it's n not the best. You know, they didn't uh, pull it off very well. Yeah. So another one from uh, 1991. And this one is not that super interesting, but the name of it is absolutely fantastic. And that is David Robinson's Supreme Court as in Supreme Basketball Court. And I was thinking, like, is that, are you allowed to name your video game Supreme Court? Like, is, is there any kind of, like, copyright infringement that's going on there? <laughs> I think that's before the Supreme, the brand. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I was just thinking like, you know, the Supreme Court of the United States, but Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think they would uh I was thinking of the fashion brand. Oh, <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah. The That's Supreme, like, like, you know, the the funk the phone. Right. Yeah, they're going to take you to court and they're going to uh, sue you, like the fashion police. Yeah. No, but I just like, man, like what a great name for a basketball game, Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so David Robinson, um another basketball player who I didn't know that well, to be honest. Uh, I was kind of a poser in the basketball era. Played a lot of basketball, but didn't actually watch a lot of basketball. Yeah, out of the two of us, you're actually the tall one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about uh, how tall this guy was, because apparently, like, how tall are you, Push? I'm like, uh, uh, was it 160 centimeters? That's like five feet. Five feet even? Like five two or something like that. It's, it's very low on the five feet scale. I thought you were I thought you were taller than that, maybe. But so this guy, when he was 16 or 17, he was five foot nine, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, like for high school, it's not it's not very tall. Like when I was in high school, I was like six, five, six, six. Apparently, by the time David Robinson hit his senior year, one year later, he was six foot six inches tall. He had grown almost an entire foot. Jesus. He was going into the Naval Academy and they were like six feet, six inches is our limit. We can't go any higher than that. Yeah. But by the time he actually got into the academy, he was six seven, and so they had to like write him some kind of special pass that says like, yeah, even though he's too tall, he's allowed to be uh, in these classes. And then by the time he got to the end of his naval college career, he was seven foot tall, and he wasn't even like allowed to go on boats because apparently, if you're that tall, you just won't fit. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even play that much basketball, uh, you know, before he hit his growth spurt. And someone was just like, you know, like, put that boy in there. <laughs> He's huge. He could just dunk on everybody. They nicknamed him the Admiral because uh, his service in the U.S. Navy, even though he wasn't allowed on any of the boats. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was NBA All-Star, NBA MVP, and uh, played on the Olympic team. And his game actually did not secure any, like, NBA franchise rights. So he couldn't use any of the names. So all the names, there's only four teams in the game, and they're all named after just like cities. So it's like Chicago, LA, I forget the other two. And none of the players from the NBA besides him could be in it. So they made up all these names um, for people. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a fake or not here. Oh, God. And you have to tell me. <laughs> now, keep in mind, none of these are real players to begin with. So it's- Wait, wait. Was this made by an American company or Japanese? This was made by an American company. Okay. But still, I'm, it's kind of a, uh, a shot in the dark here. All right. Is this yeah. a real character from David Robinson's Supreme Court? Downtown Tate. That one is false? That one's real. That sounds like something like a, a Japanese <laughs> game developer would. They all sound like, uh, like nicknames and then like a real last name. All of them. All right. Hoops Hogan real that one's real high fly harris i'm gonna say real for that one that one's fake i made that one up Uh, but it does sound real doesn't it yeah here's a great one here's a great one slow moses (laughs) i feel like that one's fake but i'm like double guessing myself now uh i'm gonna say fake nope that one's real (laughs) (sighs) really they went with moses i know they went with slow moses who's gonna pick a player named slow moses (laughs) it's terrible um uh three point pete 
real? Nope, that one's fake. <laughs> oh god, I'm doing right. terrible this round. <laughs> Two more. Crashin Burns. First name Crashin, last name Burns. I I want to say fake, but because I've been wrong all this time, I'm gonna say real. It is real. Good job. Way to go with your opposite gut there. <laughs> all right, last one. Uh, cool man Crothers. Uh, I also want to say fake for this one, but because I've been wrong, I'm gonna say true. <laughs> no that one actually is made up oh. <laughs> i made that one up yeah a couple that i didn't say i mean there's a long list here and i was just like picking and choosing mm-hmm. um this guy's name is air all night mm. not to be confused with the other player whose name is airman jones and then there's bullseye bond legs latham hawk hudson if you're looking for a good online username please look at these games for inspiration <laughs> yeah remind me of that one notorious uh baseball game fighting baseball for the, mm-hmm. the super nintendo where the japanese developers like made up all these weird like sleeve mcdichael and <laughs> bobson dugnut yeah that sound means that we're putting the episode on pause just for a moment so we can briefly explain how you can support memory card if you enjoy our content you can show your support by leaving positive reviews on your podcasting service of choice Four or five stars and a few kind words go a long way when it comes to convincing others to give the show a listen, so please do so if you find the time. Spreading the word is also super helpful. If you know anyone who's into gaming or history, or maybe even both, you should consider sharing memory card with them. Every season, we strive to reach a wider audience, and you can help. If you're feeling extra supportive, you can head over to patreon.com slash memcard. Every single one of our patrons gets access to early and ad-free episodes. Higher tiers include bonus episodes, shoutouts, stickers, and more. We certainly hope you'll check it out and consider becoming one of our lovely patrons. Once again, that's patreon.com slash M-E-M-C-A-R-D. Oh yeah, I put my uh, memory card sticker on my phone case. Uh, Where'd you put yours? Uh, yeah, I slapped one on my laptop, and I also put one on my skateboard helmet. Wait, you got more than one? Thanks for taking the time to hear us out. Let's get back to the show. I know you can hear me. All right, so next on the list of amazing basketball games is the least basketball game of all, which is Shaq Fu. And I think uh, everyone kind of knows about this game. Mm. came out in 1994. It was developed by Delphine Software. And it is like notoriously one of the worst games of all time. I say that in quotes because I think maybe people are a little too harsh on Shaq Fu. Have you ever played it? I think I played like a, a couple minutes of it, yeah. Because I know you're like the Mortal Kombat master, and uh, this was, uh, you know, kind of a ripoff of that whole like vibe. It was eventually remade, but I'm sure you'll get to that. Yeah, well, it wasn't remade, they made an actual sequel. Yeah, yeah. That was like different and uh, not, yeah, not quite the same. But yeah, so Shaq Fu obviously stars Shaquille O'Neal, one of the most famous NBA players of all time, huge guy who's in like every commercial now. If you're in the United States, I'm sure you know and have seen him in like Papa John's and The General and some kind of cream. I forget what it's called. (laughs) So in in this game, the storyline is that Shaquille O'Neal walks into a dojo, which sounds like the start of a joke. He's in Tokyo. And uh, he gets, like, pulled into another dimension, which is called the Second World, where uh, this evil sorcerer named Set Ra is ruling. And basically, he's trying to, not Shaq, but the evil sorcerer, is trying to get to the First World, a.k.a., you know, like, normal Uh, Earth, and take over 
And the only way he can do that is to steal the soul of some descendant uh, from the first world of some powerful pharaoh. It's weirdly like in-depth for a fighting game. Really all I want to know is that I'm Shaq and I can go and like slam on people in another dimension. This game came out for the Genesis. It came out for the Super Nintendo. The Genesis version had like a ridiculous amount of content compared to the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy. The Game Boy also did not have as many fighters, did not have as many stages, did not have as many modes. Mm. So in the game, you can play Shaq, obviously, and he is the founder of Shikido, which is an extremely lethal martial arts form, which I've never heard of before. There's a bunch of different characters. Some are like normal sounding and some are obviously, you know, meant to be like shadow monsters from the second world. There's one that's just called Beast. This one that's called Diesel, who I'm pretty sure is just like, you know, your friend who lives in Detroit or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the Genesis version had five extra playable characters. Al Rauch, Colonel, Diesel, Lao Tzu, and Nezu, Nezu, N-E-Z-U, and had three more, three more stages. Mm. And I guess as far as fighting games go, Shaq Fu was known for having kind of like small sprites, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were very fast and very small, and uh, when people were actually reviewing the game, they were like, you know, we kind of like that, that you can like move around the screen and it's very fluid, but just overall, it couldn't really hold up to like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. There were some like special codes you could put in to add some like blood, but even the blood was like really like subdued because they had to make sure that they kept that MA13 rating, basically like a teen rating. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd think that Shaq Fu would be the most interesting one and have like a lot of weird background to it outside of the ridiculous story, but it's weird. I feel like it's the one that I was looking over that it seemed kind of bland. Yeah, seemed the most normal. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you're right. There was a sequel. There was supposed to be a, an official Shaq Fu 2 that was going to come out in like 1995 or 1996, but it was canceled basically due to the reception of the first game and it never came out. However, an actual sequel titled uh, Shaq Fu A Legend Reborn was released eventually in 2018. I believe it came to like all the major consoles. Uh, they kick, they kickstarted it. Yeah, it got funded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And then there was, like, no update on it for a long time, and people basically thought that it was, like... Like vaporware. Yeah, stuck in development hell or something. But it did come out, and it was not a fighting game, like, in the traditional sense. It was yep. more of, like, a beat-em-up, where you would, like, wander through the streets of different places and, like, put the, put the hurt on folks. And the thing that I found about that one that was the weirdest was they eventually released a DLC for it that was focused on Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called like the legend of Dirty Barry or something, and he would call in drone strikes and stuff. It's a little, <laughs> a little tone deaf. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that they were like, you know, who should help Shaq? Obama, the former president. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the one. So, in a 1997 Nintendo Power issue, I believe it was the the 100th issue, maybe they did the the 100 best games of all time, and they also the Nintendo. St- Power staff voted on the 10 worst games of all time, and Shaq Fu came in at third place. Who's the number one? Do you know? Yes, according to Nintendo Power, the worst game was Bebe's Kids for the Super Nintendo, followed by Barbie's Supermodel, and then Shaq Fu. However, the next game on my list is number seven on the worst games of all time from Nintendo Power, and that is. Michael Jordan, 
chaos in Windy City. So, Nintendo Power just hates sports. Yeah, they really do. It's funny because all of the games on their list are essentially... They're essentially like games that were funded by, you know, like toy companies or based on cartoons or like real life people. Established IPs. Right. But not not ones that are highly established in the video game world, I should say. Mm -hmm. And surprise, surprise, no games that were like actually made by Nintendo or anything. Yeah. They're basically like, you know, what's like the worst shovelware we can find? Not a a sporty bunch, those Nintendo Power Editors at the time. They should go outside and exercise, you know, pick up a ball. Yeah. Touch the grass. Come on. Yeah. Michael Jordan, Chaos and Windy City also came out in 1994. It was a good year for bad basketball in the uh, the video game world. Mm-hmm. And it's like completely different. It's not really, it's not a fighting game. It's definitely not a basketball game. But basically, you're just Michael Jordan and you're throwing basketballs at enemies wandering around like haunted houses. And like uh, mm. there was one level that looked like it was like a circus. The background on this one is Michael Jordan shows up to uh, this all-star charity game and finds that all of his teammates and opponents have been kidnapped. And so it's up to Michael Jordan, not the police, to go save them from uh, the horrible bad guy. It's for charity. It's for charity, that's right. So, yeah, they've been kidnapped by this uh, evil professor named Maximus Cranium, who apparently... I don't know. I don't I don't think it's like Space Jam where he wants to steal their powers. I think he's just a bad dude. Um, maybe he's jealous of their athletic ability. So Michael Jordan heads out to save them. Um, there's lots of different really weird enemies that don't exactly like go with the settings. There's like robotic spiders. There's zombies that have basketballs for heads. Just, you know, your traditional uh, Chicago residents, essentially. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Chicago in a long time, but I assume it's just full of giant robot eyes and, of course. you know, zombies. <laughs> it's kind of like a traditional side-scrolling platform where you're, like, you know, jumping around. You're trying to find keys to unlock doors to free your, you know, teammates. Mm-hmm. And there's four main areas, the holding cells, the laboratory, the factory, and the Riverview Amusement Park. The cover of this game, which I actually own, uh, I bought it a couple of weeks back uh, just because I saw it for sale and it was it looked like it was in good condition. It has Michael Jordan. He's holding one flaming basketball and one ball that's like covered in ice, which is a, very indicative of what you actually do in the game because you have to throw different basketballs at the enemies. That's the only way you can attack. Like if you didn't have a basketball, you cannot punch or kick or anything. Mm. It's the only thing Michael Jordan knows how to do. Do you have to dribble? You do not have to dribble. He dribbles automatically as you. Okay. Uh, yeah. And when he throws the ball at an enemy, another ball magically appears in his hands. Oh, okay, good. Which happens in real life, too. It's a very serious disease that Michael Jordan has. Yeah. All right. We're going to do another fake or not, and we'll see how you fare this time. <laughs> uh, so there's different kinds of basketballs that Michael Jordan can use. Mm-hmm. Let's go over some of the ones. The ice ball is the one that is, you know, has the ice. The flame ball is the one where the ball's on fire. So those are real ones. Just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. The big ball. It's just the ball gets huge and like rolls over people. Fake? That is fake. Good job. Good job. The knuckleball, which is essentially just like a baseball. I want to say real. That is real. And actually it returns to you like a boomerang. Okay. Just like baseballs in real life do. I'm, I'm assuming. It's been a while since I threw one. The heat seeker ball. Fake? Nope, that one's real. Ah. It's like the red shell of this game, I guess. 
I was thinking that would be too advanced no, for the system. No, no way. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Some of these are pretty, uh, pretty intense. All right, uh, the warp ball jumps around the room. Fake? That one is fake. Very good. The smoking earthquake ball. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to say fake. <laughs> that one's real. <laughs> it has the stupidest name. Why wouldn't you just call it the earthquake ball? I don't yeah. understand why smoking is coming into play just because like the ball itself is smoking. I guess mm -hmm. they were like, what can we make the ball do or look like to make it represent an earthquake? I mean, I would say make it look like a boulder, but apparently they wanted it to be smoking. Mm -hmm. All right, last one. I'm sure you'll get this one correct. The ball of snakes. That's real? No, that one's fake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was too ridiculous, but now I now I'm all up in your head. after this uh this smoke uh, earthquake ball. I don't know anything. <laughs> ball of snakes, that'd be great. He just throws a ball of snakes and yeah. they they explode. Snakes all over. come out. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Okay, so some of the real ones I didn't say were the rebound ball, mm. which uh, splits into a bunch of different ones. The iron ball, which is essentially just a bowling ball. Interesting. And that's it. Uh, there was one fake one that I uh, made up called the Dark Ball that I did not. That sounds cool. Sends enemies to the dark zone. I can see that one being real. I would have said that one was real. So uh, as you're progressing through, you know, these different factories and amusement parks and such, you can pick up. And these are actual products. This, this goes uh, with our uh, episode one of this season. Uh, Gatorade bottles you can get to restore half of your energy globe. Uh, you can get a Wheaties box, which restores one entire energy globe. And then there are uh, high top sneakers that make you invincible. Mm -hmm. There's an MJ heart and a golden heart that um, increase the number of energy globes that you uh, can currently have to stay alive. And there's also, much like Mario, uh, just different coins throughout the level that are shaped like basketballs. And you collect them to try and get like, you know, a high score. I don't think they really do anything aside from giving you an extra life okay. like if you get enough points yeah you get enough coins and my favorite part about this game is i mean besides the fact that you're like hurling flaming basketballs at zombies <laughs> is that like sprinkled throughout every level there's just like basketball goals like randomly hung up because once again it's chicago that's just how things are and uh michael jordan so if you see a basketball goal you you can slam like one of your uh, buttons is actually to like jump up and dunk on the basketball goal mm -hmm. that's how you uh do like a checkpoint there's milestone backboards where you dunk on them and then it's like oh you saved the game there's ones that like freeze everybody on screen there's ones that do like massive damage like big explosions and stuff but it's just so ridiculous that it's just like oh look a basketball goal <laughs> in the middle of this haunted house like, oh, got him and then you know all the spiders explode yeah that is michael jordan chaos in windy city Definitely worth uh, looking up online if you've never seen it in action. Yeah. And the last game on my list, I'm actually getting through these faster than I thought I would, which is good. I should say, there is a ridiculous fan-made game called Barkley Shut Up and Jam uh, Gaiden, which is based on a real basketball game. But since it's fan-made, I, I kind of thought either it deserves its own episode or it's like not quite doesn't quite fit the bill for this one. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, man, where is Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden? It's uh, it's waiting in the wings for now. The last one has another fantastic name, and that is Slam City with Scottie Pippen, which most notably came to the Sega CD 
along with a couple of other consoles and computers. Forget about Michael Jordan. Forget about all of his, you know, ridiculous uh, basketballs. We're, we're now in Slam City with Scottie Pippen. And this is uh, a full motion video basketball game. Mm. And if you don't remember what that is, uh, that was something that was big with the uh, Sega CD system. And it was essentially like real video. We, I think we talked about it when I uh, talked about uh, Night Trap. Yep. The infamous game. Yeah, where basically you're just like watching these girls have a party and then you you initiate traps to catch people who are trying to hurt them. And it's just like videos, essentially. And in that case, it kind of works because you don't really need to interact with the, the people on screen too much. But this is a basketball game. And so what they did was they've taken mm-hmm. footage of like a guy standing in front of you pretending to guard you. And then your own little like realistic looking sprite is moving very jaggedly <laughs> back and forth. Oh, uh, yeah, it's really weird. Like it's really awkward. So when you like hit the button to shoot, it just cuts to a video of someone shooting the ball, and then they make it or they miss it. So it's very very odd. The start of this game is fantastic, like so bad that it's good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They play this song. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. What you gonna get? Gonna get respect. What you gotta get? Gotta get respect. What you wanna get? Wanna get respect. So how do you earn respect? Welcome to the city, the slams with no pity. I hope you're ready. The slam, slam, slam city. If you're committed to hard hit, good bit. Cause ain't nobody trick and stick and scotty pip. With the team all without one, you're gonna get <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah, and you know, uh, Michael Jordan's not the best actor in the world. You know, when you see him in Space Jam, he's holding it together. But boy, Scottie Pippen, uh, he's a little stiff, I will say. That's a bad foursome. I tell you what, dominate the court, earn some real respect. You and me will play one-on-one. What do you say? Probably should have done another take or two. So there's really not a lot to this game. I just wanted to bring it to people's attention because... As terrible as it is, it's really fun to watch the game. It's got a lot of cool, like, you know, kind of like streetball attitude and uh, Mm -hmm. like just the vibes overall. I kind of dig it. (laughs) The whole goal of the game is basically you have to work through all these different, uh, you know, streetball people, beating them in a game of one-on-one, and then eventually you can come through and uh, play against Scottie Pippen and hopefully beat him in, in Slam City. So, Push, what was your favorite of the uh, the interesting basketball uh, titles from today's episode? The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court one? Yeah. It's, it's pretty basic, but I do like the uh, attention to detail where they made up all the players and, uh, and all the interesting <laughs> nicknames that they gave them. Yeah. I really love Michael Jordan, Chaos and Windy City. While I was doing research for it, I sat down and started watching like a playthrough, and I watched like a good hour of this guy just playing through all the levels and picking up all the different balls and dunking on fools yeah that also sounds pretty interesting all right well i'm gonna head out go shoot some hoops yeah i'm gonna play some b-ball with the boys i'll tell you what push you get your crew together i'll get my crew together and i will meet you in the park at the supreme court That's all for now. 
Thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music was crafted by talented chiptune composer Jamatar. You can find more of his bangin' beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow. Or you can visit our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at SuperBenTendo and at PushDustin, respectively. Have you considered supporting MemoryCard on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, all of which get access to early, ad-free episodes. These people include Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Tyler Davis, Courtney Cotton, Harrison, Jorge Bajija, Manuel Vitella, Ray Schneider, Shala, Nick Callis, and Sandra L. All of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com slash memcard. We'll be back really soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you soon.